With a relentless focus on excellence in healthcare, Pullman Regional Hospital presents The Health Podcast. This is The Health Podcast, the show from Pullman Regional Hospital. I'm Evo Terra. I don't know about you, but to me, holidays and food go hand in hand, or more accurately, plate to mouth. And why, yes, I do think I'll have a second helping of turkey and mashed potatoes. However, that's not so good on my waistline or for keeping my cholesterol manageable. I think I need a better plan for this holiday season. So today, I'll ask dietitian, wellness coach, and weight management specialist Melissa Fransick for some tips on eating healthier over the holidays. Now, I don't think I'm alone, Melissa, so can you share with me some of the challenges people face with healthy eating during the holidays? Yeah, sure, Eva. Yeah, it is very, very common, and I think I think there's a variety of, of, of challenges. Some of these tend to be that um, people correlate food and special holiday foods with a sense of community, um, with, with happy memories, um, and so the, consequently that food tends to be everywhere and it tends to be richer in calories often. And with that, people have um, sometimes a mindset of scarcity where they think that if they don't eat it now, they're going to miss out somehow in some, in some way from the holiday season if they don't eat the actual food or have that second helping, for example. Um, you know, food is a beautiful thing that brings families and, and people together, and there's many traditions around it and special memories. And so um, often people have a hard time separating the memory or the connection with um, the quantity of food needed to, uh, to fulfill that need or that desire. Um, other challenges are that, you know, these tiny tastes sneak in. You know, there's often food everywhere, even in like a dentist's office or, you know, there's treats and, you know, on the counter of stores. And, and so those kind of tiny tastes, there's gatherings and such, they can really add up. Oh, I have a bite of this or I don't want that to go to waste. And those tiny tastes can be really significant um, from this long season that really starts from October, as you said, um, Halloween or before, um, all the way through January. And so that can, can, can contribute significantly to this small uh, ratcheting up of, of the body weight. Um, and then there's also like the cold weather can challenge people uh, not to be as active maybe as they had been. Um, and then there's more stress, you know, often good stress, but stress of traveling and gatherings and trying to fit a lot in. And so I think all of those things impact one's eating during the holiday season. You know, it's it's funny you mentioned the scarcity issue because you're right. Our brains think scarcity, yet facing our eyeballs is an abundance of food. I mean, not just during the meal, but also all the little plates of candy that aren't out at any other time of the year that are now <laughs> on every single flat surface. It's it's really strange the way that the that the mind thinks about these. So, so with that in mind, maybe you could help with some tips. What should we do to avoid? those candy plates and just overeating in general during these holiday seasons. Yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, I, I think you mentioned earlier about having a plan for this upcoming holiday season. And I think it's really choosing to have that mindset of wanting to navigate the holidays without gaining that weight um, and yet not missing out either. And so some of the ways you can do that are, um, one is that you can, you know, if you're really, this is really important to you, you can keep track, keep a food diary during the holiday season. Some people can use a phone for that or, you know, snap photos or write it down or use an app, but that keeps your awareness about all those tiny tastes 
uh, that can sneak in so that there's no surprise when your weight is going up and you don't understand why. So that the fact of tracking in some way, keeping track, really helps us to be aware of why we're eating and, and what we're eating and how much. So I would say that's really a powerful way. Um, along the lines, you know, for those that are, can do so, maybe um, monitoring your body weight, maybe weekly, just to check in through this season and make sure that you're, you know, pretty stable or you're where you want to be moving. Um, if you are going somewhere, bring food that you is, know is good for you and offer to share that. So being proactive about bringing foods that are nourishing and right for you. Um, if you go to a, a place that has, you know, potlucks or where there's a lot of food, a really great strategy is before picking up a plate and starting to go for the food is to survey all the options first. So like walking around and seeing what are all the choices and kind of with curiosity, almost like a, a food reporter or someone on a food network being curious about the foods and which ones are worth it for you. And, and then focusing on those special foods um, that you do want to enjoy and, and enjoying them mindfully, which we'll talk about more later, but just um, to, to really savor and appreciate those foods. Um, along those same lines, a lot of our satisfaction out of eating comes from using all of our, um, using all of our senses. So appreciating uh, the setting where you are, appreciating the holiday and the community, being aware of, of all of the enjoyment, not just about putting food in the body. Um, and I would say limiting your drinks can be very important. Alcohol has quite a few calories and you don't get the fullness that you would get from eating food. So you could be really mindful of what you're drinking and save your calories for a food that's very special for you. I have a lot of these tips, Evo, because they're, they're very helpful. <laughs> I work with a lot of people in this. But a really powerful question is before you go to a party or go to a gathering with food, asking yourself, how do I want to feel after this gathering? before I go there and start eating. And you can have a game plan and that vision of how you want, what you want your rest of your evening or, or, or time to look like. Um, and then eating in accordance with that. Um, asking yourself maybe what you're really hungry for. Are you really hungry for food or you want to socialize? So instead of standing around the, you know, the food table and talking to people, if you're really not hungry, maybe moving the conversation elsewhere away from the food. Yeah, that's really a great suggestion. And what I think is is often underthought about is the fact there's more to the holidays than just eating the food. So let's talk about that for a moment. So maybe some, you can give us some of your favorite non-food activities we might do during the holidays. Sure. Yeah. Cause you, as you said, there's so many, there's so many needs that we have that are not actually just for physical food um, needs of, you know, community and fun and adventure. People need to have play and novelty and connect and relax. So some ways I like to do that, um, would be just taking a winter walk by myself or with others. So bundling up and being out in nature. Um, I love playing board games or card games, uh, sitting around the, the fire and sharing stories or hot tea, um, holiday music. That even can really spark a fun mood or, or movies, classic movies um, that you've enjoyed watching uh, that don't involve uh, eating. Um, you could even just sit around and share stories about holiday memories without food um, being the, the trigger for those. Um, you can you know, explore other types of active um, activities that are specific to the winter, such as ice skating, snowshoeing, or cross-country skiing. Those are some of my favorites. Um, yeah, so just finding, finding a way to, to, to meet those, those needs and have special memories that aren't um, revolving around food. 
and then tell grandma to stop putting up and refilling the candy dish every time would probably be helpful. <laughs> Let, let's talk about a topic you brought up a moment ago, this concept of mindful eating. Mindfulness seems to be everywhere these days. And so I'm not surprised to learn there's a mindful eating option, although I've never heard it before. So tell me, what is mindful eating? Yeah, so mindful eating is a way of being fully present um, so that you can savor or use all of your senses to enjoy each moment, each bite of whatever you're having. So it's it's, it's a way of uh, similar to wine tasting, right? When when you wine taste, if those of you have done that, you don't taste it to get drunk. You 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 take small sips and you appreciate all the qualities of the wine. Um, and so it's it's sort of eating like that, where you balance um, the desire to eat to nourish your body, but also you want to have pleasure and enjoyment. Uh, so I use the word instead of calling junk food, I like to say the word play food. And play food is like part of normal eating, you know, about 10% or so of normal diet of a normal eating is about is play food and 90% really would be more for your nutrition. So giving that mindset, you can have the intention to feel better after you eat. Um, so really before eating, really knowing how you want to feel afterwards, um, paying attention, so putting all your awareness into that um, and enjoy the entire food experience. And what, what this is, is it's, it's a way of, you know, we eat because we're hungry, you know, we have the need for nutrition, but we also as humans have another system, a hedonic system that drives our eating behaviors, which is all about the satisfaction value or pleasure value of food. And that one's very important. <laughs> so the dessert, right? Anyone who's hungry for ice cream, you know, I'm done with carrots, but I could eat ice cream. That's an example, right? <laughs> so knowing that about our bodies and, our, and what, what, you know, cues us to eat. Eating with mindfulness helps us to actually get that satisfaction factor with a very small portion of the food. I'm really intrigued by this concept of, of mindfulness and mindful eating. So where can I turn to get more information about mindful eating during the holidays? Yeah, so I guess I can give you, I can give you a couple of sites that I um, have used for some of my, my work in, in there and training. And one is the Center for Mindful Eating.org. And another one is a website. It's just like it sounds mihungry.com. And there's some great uh, tip sheets and, and guidance on both of those sites to learn more. Great information, Melissa, and happy holidays. Once again, that is Melissa Francic, a dietitian, wellness coach, and weight management specialist. Thank you for checking out this episode of The Health Podcast. Learn more at pullmanregional.org. If you found this episode helpful, please share it on your social channels. And be sure to check our entire library of past episodes for topics of interest to you. 